0: Hi everyone, I'm Brenda Cherney, the host of Snack Break from Source. Every Monday through Thursday, we take 20 minutes to cover hot topics in commercial architecture and design, including new product releases, designer stories, industry leaders, and the impact of design. If you're tuning in live, know that you're automatically on mute, but you can use the chat feature to ask questions. You can also find a video recording on demand at to the or subscribe to our podcast on Apple or Spotify by searching source snack break. Today is Wednesday, September 23rd. And our guest is Tessa from Caesarstone. I'm so excited to see you. Hey, Tessa. Hi, how are you? Good. So before we get started, can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you came to be at Caesarstone?
1: Absolutely um i had previously worked for neil kelly a residential design build firm uh, local to portland Um, i helped out with the offices in seattle and eugene as well i worked as a design associate so i was regularly specifying caesar stone fell in love with the product uh tried to bring it into every (laughs) every possible project that i could um and about a year ago so september a year ago is when i made the jump into being a rep and i not been happier um, <laughs> i love being able to still be in with the designers getting to see what the projects pull together and also learning more about a product that i loved i even put in my own house prior to working for caesar stone so i definitely love the product stand behind it and um, i'm happy to be here with you guys
0: nice and you've been in the you've been a designer so you know the questions that we like to ask and how yes. we <laughs> all that good stuff
1: absolutely <laughs>
0: Awesome. So we're going to talk about a new line from Caesarstone. Can you tell us a little bit about Caesarstone as a company before we get into the new line? Like where are they based? What makes them different, all that, the history, just a whole little like smorgas for those Absolutely. of us who need a refresher.
1: <laughs> yeah, so uh, Caesarstone is the original quartz, engineered quartz that came out in 1987. We are based out of Israel. Uh, we have our main manufacturing plant there where all of your standard slabs are going to be uh, manufactured. Um, they just really wanted to bring in an engineered product that was as good as... Uh, as real stone, but just had better benefits as far as cleanability and structure and um, just resistance to daily life. So it has grown rapidly from there. And of course, now we know that there's a lot of other companies and brands out there and a lot of other brands that have a place on the market as well, but we still love to be the ones that are bringing the most innovative product. And that's what brings this line out today. Awesome. So it's based in Israel. How long has Caesar Stone been around? So we opened our doors in 1987, so it's been a while now, and we do have, uh, most people don't know, or some do, that our Jumbo Slabs are actually made here in the United States, so it brings a product that is actually here um, stateside, so if there's ever clients that are looking for something that is manufactured here, we have that option as well.
0: Awesome. And I like that you get to use the phrase Jumbo Slab, so that's great.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> giant uh, islands giant islands are happening right now. That's what we're going for. <laughs> so, right?
0: yeah. Awesome. So tell us about this new product launch. What is it called? And what can designers do with it?
1: Absolutely. We are super pumped on this one. It has been four years in the making. Our research and development team uh, worked very, very hard to find a product that um, would work well outside. So this is the first of its kind, the first engineered quartz that is outdoor specific. The line is named Solaris. You will find it on our website. There's a separate tab for it. There are currently three colors which we are continually working on. Some of the darker colors, these first three colors are lighter. The biggest thing that we were pushing for was that resin has to be UV resistant. As most know with the quartz that's installed outside that is an inside only material, that resin can't tolerate UV rays. And what happens over time is it's getting either yellow or it's going to, the color is going to fade. Mm. Um, so as a designer, I did a giant outdoor kitchen right before I had left Neil Kelly. And that was one of my things I had to actually have the client sign off on warranty, avoided all the warranty by installing a countertop undercover in a shaded area, but still I was concerned about it. So this doesn't have that issue anymore. You can install it right out in the elements. It doesn't have to be protected. As far as a cover, um, it has been highly tested with freeze thaw, so we can install it anywhere from Bend, which sees those huge temperature jumps in one single day. Um, it was tested down in New Mexico for thousands of hours on A-frames, and that was one thing that we really saw that it withstood that heat and withstood that uh, UV uh, exposure. Mm-hmm. And then we have it available all the way up in Canada, where obviously there's a lot more snow up there, so <laughs> they're going to be able to use it a lot better up there as well awesome
0: for the folks in Canada who want outdoor spaces I'm from yeah. Alaska and we like have the one outdoor space that we use like twice a year yes. <laughs> um, but I come from the rainy side so the, the folks up north do more okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's great okay yeah. so when it comes to working with a quartz line outside, This one specifically, Mm -hmm. are there things that designers need to know in terms of install or putting things in their spec or working with a certain fabricator? Like, what are the differences in working with a quartz that is specific for outside versus inside? Or is there no difference? Designers can just go, go nuts.
1: Uh, There is still a little bit of a difference. So with anything outside, we do have that high moisture content. So even with a pressure treated lumber doing frame out, um, you're going to have to be careful of that because that absorption rate within the wood product is going to flex the the countertop. So we want to make sure that we would prefer that it be a metal stud framing um, mm-hmm. okay. cabinets um, or cabinet surrounds. That's going to really help the structure not move over time. So throughout the full season, which a lot of us even notice it on our doors. Right. If you have an older home, your doors yeah. stick at certain times a year and then they don't. So it's the exact same thing outside that you want to be aware of um, your substrate um So, the material does come in 2CM only at this time. Okay. It can be suspended by itself up to eight inches on an overhang, just like indoors. But the thing is, you don't have to have a full substrate underneath it. So, again, it comes back to that metal stud framing. As long as that's there, it's going to keep the material from moving at all. Uh, As far as fabrication, our fabricators are loving it because (laughs) they love to work with quartz. Quartz is a lot easier for them than some of the other harder materials that Mm -hmm. can fracture or crack on the table. Uh, we do have a full fabrication guide, so any of the fabricators that are working with it, we're making sure that they are trained and knowledge within the fab within the material. Because the resin that is now constructed for this material, it's a little bit harder, so the spin rate on the blade for cutting it does have to be a little bit higher. But again, if we're running into or if we're specifying this, we know that Caesar Stone is hearing who is asking for the material. Then we make sure that they are well versed on how to fabricate it, how to cut it. Right. It. Uh, so as far as the fabricators that are working with it, they love it. It's very, very similar to seaming um, anything like that for them to install
0: it. Got it. But the one thing designers should know is that two cm. So it's a little bit thinner than the
1: typical sort of quartz. Um, well, actually, uh, most, most commercial is, is still using 2CM. So, oh, okay, okay. It's standard dimension. so it's a, it's three quarters of an inch, but yes, we also offer 3CM, which we find more in residential spaces. It's going to be more of that one and a quarter. We can still do a drop edge. You can do a buildup, all those types of things. So we can make the appearance thicker, but yes, you can, um, make it look thicker than the 2CM.
0: Awesome. Um, when it comes to making sure that the fabricator knows what they're doing, is that something it sounds like designers need, don't need to worry about in their spec since the fabricator will be purchasing from Caesar Stone and so Caesar Stone will handle that? Or is there something designers should
1: put in their spec to make it's sure that they're a like idea flag? to kind of cross that T dot that I yeah. to ask them about it? As far as putting it in the spec, um, there isn't a whole lot different than difference on that. So I would say, no, you don't need anything in the specification, but if it is a first time using this product or the fabricator, or um, I'm trying to think who else, you know, if normally once we are shipping that material, we are gonna be validate or making sure that that fabricator knows and has the right guide to cut that material got it
0: and does it um does it feel like the other course lines like does it have the same sort of texture or is it honed or polished like
1: what are you what does it feel like yes so this material is the same as our concrete finish and the great thing that we did is we took three of our indoor colors and took them to the outside Mm -hmm. we do have three new names on it so we can differentiate between the indoor colors and the solaris line that's great if anybody knows our colors offhand Fresh Concrete, Raw Concrete, and Frosty Karina. Those are the three colors that we took to the outside. So you have a very light concrete look. You have a mid-tone gray concrete look, which is what we're looking at right now in that image. And then you have a very light veining, a very light marble look with that soft taupe and tan veining throughout the material. Um, So those are the three colors that we have right now that they're just looking really good. A lot of people love the concrete look outside. So that's where raw concrete and fresh concrete come in. Sweet.
0: And so when it comes to sort of outdoor spaces, where are you seeing designers use these other than sort of residential spaces? Are these like multifamily like where what sort of project types are you seeing that require more sort of outdoor amenity spaces like this where this product would be appropriate?
1: Honestly, we're seeing everything. We're seeing <laughs> primarily residential. That is a big push just because everybody's loving those outdoor kitchens. That is a big one as you can see here. Uh, but then we're also seeing it in commercial projects. We're seeing it as outdoor employee spaces. We're seeing mm-hmm. it at hotels in their amenity spaces for guests. We're seeing it as um, even vertical applications and some more artistic uh, installations as well. So really it's, as anywhere you that you'd put courts inside, you can start considering it for outside, even educational areas. Maybe there's a college, maybe there's something that you have more of a student amenity space, something like that. We can definitely do that as well. Um, We have different um, information, technical specs on specifics about barbecue surrounds. We wanna make sure those extra sleeves are used when you're putting an insert into that uh, near the courts. But then that's the same thing with fireplaces. So if you wanted to wrap a bench with it or create a neat uh, look for that outdoor space at a hotel where it's um, a fire pit and the kitchen and a bar top, that kind of thing, that's definitely a place where we can install this as well. Awesome.
0: Is there... um I had a question and now it's completely escaped my mind. So let's just keep talking. Um, Designers, (laughs) if you have any questions about working in outdoor spaces, because this is super cool. I remember my question now. Can you use it? um, Like a lot of times our landscape architecture friends use, um, are looking for bench material or things that can take a little bit of wear and tear from users sort of sitting on it, standing on it. Is this something that that would be appropriate for that? Or do we need to make sure it's outside of that?
1: Nope. We highly recommend that. Uh, Mm -hmm. And that is actually opening up a whole new avenue for us before. I mean, we didn't have anything to offer to outdoor landscape art uh, designers. um, Any of those types of firms that do spaces like that outside. We have a lot of people that put in pools. We have a lot of designers that want to do all different types of things. So yes, benches. Absolutely. Um, I linked a really great video about from our R&D team that talks about a little more information of how they came up with the material how they tested the material and that's that's right there gives you a lot of information there is actually a small test that they did in the video that shows the impact resistance so it takes a metal ball and drops it. And you can see it drop on porcelain, natural stone, a few other products, and then including ours. And it has a higher resistance, a higher strength resistance to that type of thing. Meaning you get any kid jumping off that bench, it's going <laughs> to hold. You're going to be just fine.
0: <laughs> awesome. Okay. Because I know that's a concern in our with the folks working at outdoors, like landscape architecture. They mm-hmm. really want to find cool new stuff that they can work with in their mm-hmm. projects. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay. So can you tell us a little bit about, um, it looks like there's some sustainability stuff we should know about, which is amazing. So tell us more about that.
1: I mean, we still put our, we put all of our colors through the same tests. We always go for the different certifications that we have. And so a lot of it right now that we're really talking about is health, health, mm-hmm. cleanability. How do we keep these spaces, you know, not holding on to germs and <laughs> coronavirus. I mean, yeah. So the great thing is that it is Green Guard Gold and it is a health protected declaration that we have on it as well. So any of those, you know, hospitals, health areas, but people are even looking at that HPD for residential now because they want something that can be really cleaned well and and sterilized, basically. Yeah. Um, So... It goes right along with our cleaning. We always recommend using different types of cleaners, but the going down to soft scrub with bleach, that's gonna make sure it cleans it right up and sterilizes that surface for you. It can be, it operates the same as our indoor colors. So if you're looking for, Uh, I have to, I'm sorry, I have to double check on the lead points. I know that we just got an up on, they can, our indoor colors get more lead points. I have to verify that for Solaris, but it is something that we are continually looking at because Mm -hmm. we want all of our colors across the board to have those same, uh, meet those same requirements as far as uh, sustainability options.
0: Yeah, well, if you have a health product declaration, which lists all the chemical ingredients in a product, you do get lead points and you do get sure. well points. So, Thank heck you. yeah, it works heck for all yeah. the specifications. That's great. <laughs> yeah. I think you even might get living building challenge points, but I'm not sure. Designers, correct me if I'm wrong on that one. And right. green card gold has to do with the VOC content, right? So, it's, right. it's not going to off gas anything right. wacky. So, yeah clean it. You can see what's in it. You can make sure it's not going to smell when you, after you install. So it's kind of like the total
1: package. And to talk a little more about that as well, is that how our our material is made. I mean, we manufacture in house. So a lot of these companies that are coming out are, are taking their material manufacturing and putting it into, you know, offshore foreign, foreign fabricators, um, sorry, manufacturing plants. And we don't even know what's going into them anymore. Mm -hmm. And that was a concern I had as a designer back then. But now we have everything in-house. So in Israel, our manufacturing plants and our quality control is in-house. We know what's going into the material. We know how those uh, slabs are being manufactured and we know what's coming out and off of those that material process, such as the water. How do we purify the water when it comes out of our system? And there is a lot of great information about how we operate on our website. So um, if designers want to learn more about that, I'm happy to direct them to there too. But that is something that was very, very important to me as well. Sustainability is a huge issue right now. And so to know that this product is coming on yes we are using ships to get that material over to us but as far as how it's manufactured it's really important to know that we are doing it in the cleanest way possible yeah um, we're we're just lowering that carbon footprint as as much as we can in every way possible and knowing that that what we're putting out in the market is a good product and then the water and things like that from manufacturing going back out is going to be in the purest form possible as well I love that. Yeah. Um,
0: I know that there was sort of a thing earlier this year. I want to say it was on NPR um, about the dust that comes out when quartz is manufactured because yes. you sort of tweaked your resin. Does that mean that there is a less of a chance of that, or is how should a how should a designer um, sort of take precautions to make sure that doesn't happen on a job site, or what can they do to know more about that?
1: Absolutely. So it still falls in line with the silica dust. I mean. Silica dust is really in everything these days. And so that NPR issue or article, excuse me, was very, very informative. But the thing was, there was a little misconception. And so we had to field a lot of that information. The silica, um, silicosis that is happening is happening to people that are not taking the proper precautions when fabricating the material. The only time that that dust is released is when you are dry cutting it and not taking the proper precautions as far as ppe making sure your workers are doing and handling it the right way so part of us combating that was we came out with a master of stone program we are requiring all of our fabricators who the only fabricators that are allowed to work with our material have to be certified by us meaning we go in there and we make sure they have the proper safety equipment not only for you know different saws different booms things like that to move the material but then that the workers are actually Uh Protected. Designers, did she freeze for you? Did I freeze? Oh, you're back. Oh, OK. <laughs> um, so not only are we looking out for the safety as far as how to move the material, but then how to cut it. So the master stone program is enforcing that we require all the proper ventilation, like the masks that they have to wear the fans within the factory or within the fabrication shops, um, their water systems, everything has to be cut with water because what happens that water puts the dust down on, you know, into something that can actually be purified out later. It doesn't let the dust be airborne. So a lot of those, any of the fabrication shops that you have walked into, which I have seen a few now, now that I've worked this job, if there's white dust everywhere. Get out. Do not stand in there. I've had a couple places I've had to walk right out. Turn around and walk out. Um, so as far as the end user, that's you don't have to worry about that. There's no silica coming off of that product anymore. If okay. they are trying to do anything on site, it should still be with a water fed uh saw and really shouldn't anything be done on site it should always be done in the fabrication shop so designers, right. you see them doing that tell them to stop <laughs>
0: awesome okay well designers if you want to order some samples you can definitely do that right now um you can we have almost all of the so not this one quite yet but hopefully we'll have that soon absolutely um, so for those of you tuning in live we're popping in a link that you can um so you can order samples. And for those of you on the podcast, we'll add the link to the episode description so you can do that as well. Um, Designers, if you have any questions, feel free to chat them in now. And in the meantime, if you want to register for another snack break, you can smash that register now button. We've got a whole series coming up next week. But in the meantime, Tessa, this was super great. I'm really excited to have more outdoor spaces, Yes, um, especially fun ones with all sorts of courts everywhere. absolutely ready (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much we'll see you later all right thank you bye